0: So earlier this week, uh, my sister Lori, she texted me uh, to tell me that she was going to go out and buy toilet paper. So I I thought that was unusual, uh, that my sister would let me know something like that. It wasn't really necessary information for me. And uh, I said, well, so why did you feel like you had to tell me that? And she texted back that uh, she had heard that there was going to be a run on toilet paper. And... I, I said, well, I hadn't heard that. And I just kind of dismissed it. I thought it was silly. Uh, so by Thursday, which is my day off, I was, I was sitting there and I'm thinking, "Oh, what am I going to do today? And in the back of my mind, this little voice said, well, you're going to go buy toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I, uh, you know, the Crane Road Church, you know, the rectory's over there and Target's right by. So I went over to Target in the afternoon, like one o'clock, uh, to buy toilet paper so you know, because I grocery shop for the guys and I walked in, I usually go to start at the produce and I worked my way back and, you know, the toilet paper's way in the back corner there. And guess where, but instead of going through the produce and starting there, I went straight back because uh, there was a lot of people there. I think, oh, this is, this is different. And went back there and got to the toilet paper aisle. And there was nothing, nothing, nothing there. And there was a guy in the paper towel area. And I said, hey, um, uh, do you by any chance have any toilet paper in the back? And he's like, no. I put it out this morning and it was gone, you know, like an hour ago. Like, darn it. I should have got here earlier. And I, but I also had this like pit in my stomach at that moment. And I said, boy, this is, this is uh, serious stuff, right? And, and so I thought you know and sort of just my i was very distracted and i said well i'm here i might as well shop and so i reverse shopped i started in the, in the dairy and i worked my way back up that way and by by the pizza aisle because we eat a lot of pizza at the rectory father can loves pizza and i i thought you know what we got to get toilet paper <laughs> so i called uh, i called father can i said I have a project for you and Father Kladar. <laughs> so I, I said, you are on a mission today to get toilet paper. And he says, Well, where should we start? I said, go to go to Costco. They'll have it. I mean, they've got a whole room of toilet paper at Costco. But 20 minutes later, I'm still shopping and loading up the cart, and Father uh, Gnell texts me, he goes, no luck, boss. No toilet paper. I'm like, oh boy. So I call him. I said, we got to get toilet paper. <laughs> he goes, well, what do you want me to do? I said, well, go to Jewel. And, I, and, and then go to, uh, that's, what's that store across the pity corner from Jewel? Myers. Go to Myers. And, and he said, he, he did. No luck. I said, all right, go to Caputo's. <laughs> on your way home, stop at Peputos. And uh, about ten minutes later, he goes, "Hey, I get a text, jackpot. We got we got toilet paper." And I go, "How much did you buy?" And he goes, "Just a, a couple of packs." I said, "How much was there there?" He goes, well, "The whole know I said, "Why didn't you buy a lot?" He goes, "He goes, that's weird." I said, "I know this whole thing is weird. I don't believe I'm even having this conversation with you." He said, you should have bought a bunch. But then he goes, that's, that's not Christian. I was like, all right, all right, <laughs> nice. Uh, but you know what? While I was shopping at the Target, after I had, found, had struck out with the toilet paper, I was looking around at the people, and, and it was weird. You could just feel the anxiety. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, we're all like, like right now, you everybody's nervous. And people were walking around shopping, but they were, you could just tell they were barely hanging on by their fingernails, but keeping it calm and, 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 and collect. Indeed, uh, Friday night, I was going to meet my brother and his wife and family over at uh, the Village Squire uh, for dinner. And I, and, and I uh, Father Gonella said, you know, you forgot to buy Triscuits when you were shopping last week or this week. And I, I said, all right, I'll stop at Target and get Triscuits. Well, I went in there. Uh, it's Friday night now and it was crazy it was tons of people long lines there was absolutely no bread, no soup, no milk it was cleaned out and I thank God I got it when I did but I found Triscuits for Father Canella and you know but I, I, you just you could feel the fear that people have this is such a weird thing that we're going through and I was at my uh, a friend's house uh, Thursday night, up in Lust Park where I used to be pastor up there at St. Bridget, and he's a he's a psychologist. And we're sitting at the table eating dinner, and I told him about what I had done that morning or that afternoon, going out to find toilet paper, and how I kind of panicked when I couldn't find it. I said, "What is that? Why are we all? What do you think is behind all like our behavior right now? What would you say?" And he, and he says, well, it's, it's obvious. He goes, this is all about control. That when things go crazy, like we can't control the, the stock market. I mean, that's wild. Uh, we can't control the virus. We can't control who gets sick. We can't control, you know, uh, like what, what's, what are we doing about uh, like testing kits and all that? We have no control over this thing. And we don't like that. And so what we do is we find something we can control. I can't control the virus or the stock market, but I can buy toilet paper, so I can do that. And then we go, and we can't even do that. And so we're in the store, we're buying like, they can't win it for toilet paper and water, and there an nice, so they're buying anything that's there, I can, I can control it. He goes, that's what it is. It's scary, and I, I feel for you. That's why I'm so grateful that you're here because I know a lot of people are not here because they're afraid. And, you know, so we don't pass the basket. I said, well, you know, that's a half measure, isn't it? By far. But at least we're doing something. So we feel good about it. So I I want to put it in the context of this scene today in the gospel. I'll do it briefly. That here you've got uh, Jesus who comes to the well in the middle of the day, noon, and, and he's sitting there taking a break and this lady shows up. Now, already you know something's wrong because in the Semitic culture all the women went to the well in the morning when it was cool before the, 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 the high heat of the day had kicked in. Nobody went to the well at noon. So she's going at noon for a reason and we all know what it is. Her life is just totally messed up. And her life is out of control. Her life is, is not what it's supposed to be. And so she's trying to control something by going at a time when she doesn't have to do with other people's opinions or gossip or whatever it might be. So she goes there. That's why Jesus is there, you see. He didn't just show up at that well on, on accident. He goes there because he knows she's gonna be there. That's what he does. Jesus goes to the places where we are sad, lonely, afraid, vulnerable, broken, sick, worried, out of control. Jesus goes to those places of our life where we have no control because he wants to help us. And so he does, he says, woman, give me a drink. See, for Jesus, we, we give him a drink when we give him our faith, when we give him our brokenness, when we give him our sickness, when we give him those parts of our life that are not what they're supposed to be, that are not in control. We give Jesus a drink when we give him that. That's faith. Because we give it to him because we know he's going to do something with it. He's going to heal it. And so they have this beautiful conversation. Until he gets to this question, where's your husband? That's perfect because he goes right to the heart of the matter. This is what it's all about. For her, Jesus is gonna go right to the thing that is most important to us, most out of control in our life, most broken, most vulnerable. He's gonna go right to that spot because that's where he wants to put his medicine. That's where the virus is. That's where he's gonna go. I have no husband. You're right in saying you have husband, because you've had five, and the one you're with now isn't. No, no, no. No judgment, though. But he understands her problem. He understands her. He understands why she's there at noon when nobody else is there. And then he says this. This is the most important line in this whole scripture. And the one you have now is not your husband. That works two ways, literally and figuratively. The one you have now, the guy back at the house, he's not your husband. But the one you have, and this is figuratively, the one you have now, right now in this moment, the one who's sitting here with you is not your husband. He's talking about himself. The one who is here with you now is not your husband and he wants to be. I wanna be the one. That's the answer to her anxiety, her fear, her out-of-control life. Let Jesus love you. Let Jesus heal you. See, you know, the well, and that's not by accident. The well in Semitic culture was the place, not just where the women went early in the morning because they did all the water work, because men and women in Semitic culture didn't associate together outside of this one moment of the day. The women went to the well, early in the morning. So guess who else shows up at the well early in the morning? All the guys. This is where they met. This is where they courted. This is where they fell in love, at the well. The well is the place of betrothal, of marriage. So Jesus, you know, like Abraham found his wife there. Isaac found his wife at the well. Moses found his wife at the well. Jesus finds his bride at the well. This is where he finds us, at the place where we're thirsty, at the place in the heat of the day where we're broken, scared, vulnerable, and out of control. Jesus comes and says, I'm the bridegroom, and you're my bride. That's the medicine. And so he talks to her, and he he elicits her faith. He says, I'm going to be that well of water springing up in you that will never run dry. You will always find in me the satisfaction of your life, not in anything else. Where are the disciples? It says, the disciples, they're in town buying toilet paper. Right? That's not where we're going to be satisfied. That's not where Jesus is. He's not a target. He's in the place where we're most vulnerable, broken, afraid, lost, insecure, hurt. He's he's the medicine. He's going to heal us. That's the answer to all this. And then she goes and says to the people, come see the one who has told me everything I've ever done, and he still loves me. He still wants to marry me. He still wants to be my bridegroom. Isn't that fantastic? The one who who has told us, knows everything about us, and he still wants to hang out with us. He still wants to get into our stuff. He still wants to go to the heart of the matter. He still wants to go to those places where we're lost, afraid, confused, insecure, searching, lonely, sick. That's what love is. Indeed, he says, the hour is now here. And for John... The Gospel of John. The hour is always the cross. The hour is now here. The cross is coming. This is the this is the 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 altar of the cross. This is the the place of the bridegroom. Jesus, the bridegroom, comes to us. His bride, his church, and he 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 puts his arms out and he says, "Take my body." He's giving us his body, blood, soul, and divinity. He's giving us the blood and water, which comes from his side, which is the sacramental river of grace, which is the mercy of love, which heals us. Right? I'm your bridegroom. And in a minute, he's going to offer us his body, and we're going to take it. We're going to say, amen, I do. It's our wedding vows. This is what Jesus does. And we're looking at all these other places trying to control what we can't control. And meanwhile, the one who can fix it all is right there in front of us. Praise God. Come see the one. Told me everything I have ever done, and he still loves me. Brothers and sisters, that's the best medicine.